Hi, and welcome to the RPG Academy's Show and Tell. Show and Tell is a show where we like to bring on someone awesome in the RPG space to talk about something cool they're working on. I'm Mo, and today we're going to be talking to Kyle Rollins, designer of the RPG A Monster's Tale. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Kyle Rollins. I am the project lead and I, I suppose main author for Five Points Games. You can find us on itch at Five Point Games. Uh, Twitter at Five Point Games, Blue Sky at Five Point Games, uh, and I am writing uh, a Monster's Tale, which will be hopefully kickstarting here uh, relatively soon. Uh, and the elevator pitch is: it is a Power by the Apocalypse game uh, that sort of takes inspiration from the classic monster catcher game genre. So Pokemon, Digimon, Jake Coon, uh, Monster Hunter, Warrior, anything in, in that genre. Um, and I've been working on it for about two and a half years. Nice. Uh, before we talk about your game, uh, how did you get into game design? Why did you get into <clears throat> game design? That's a really good question. Um, so I got into game design, I think, like a lot of people. Um, I started playing Dungeons & Dragons around 30 years ago uh, at, this, at this point. Um, and I always made my own, my own content. Um, and eventually I discovered a website called Giants in the Playground. I don't, don't know if you're aware of, uh, if you know, uh, Order of the Stick. It's a really long running, uh, D&D themed webcomic. Um, and their website began as a sort of 3.3.3.5 homebrew, uh, forum, um, and I've been an active user on that forum since, since college. Mm-hmm. And made a made a game called Lords of Creation, which was the first uh, game that I created. Uh, you you and a bunch of people play as as gods. The original con- concept was you were making a campaign world um, through narrative prompts. So I've always kind of been an, an, a narrative style gamer um, when it comes to this. Um, bounced around with White Wolf and couple other systems and eventually played a game of masks during the during the beta period and fell in love with powered by the apocalypse and i started homebrewing playbooks for that game and running uh play-by-post games for that that system and eventually i had enough um content to kind of go official um my my best friend his, his name is sam hannis uh, he is our our lead artist. Um, we just he he's I, if you've you, you've seen our storefront, so you you've seen his art. Um, he's astounding. Um, so we just decided to to give this a try, and the rest is kind of kind of history. Nice. So if I'm playing uh, a monster's tale, um, what kind of feelings am I going to get as a player? I really wanted like, to capture what's, what's, what's the what's the vibe? I guess that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really wanted to capture. I, um, I know you said that your 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 kid really likes Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I remember being a little kid. Um, I'm not a little kid anymore. Um, going to the Toys R Us, which I, I think still exists. Um, it's some getting original. Yeah, some, something like it exists, right? Um, and it was maybe ten o'clock at night, and I had seen a commercial for 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 po- the Pokemon anime, um, and you know they were they were selling the game obviously, and I I just I wanted it. So my dad drove me over to, to Toys R Us before they closed, and I got the the red cartridge. Um, just had just come out in the United States, and 
it was, you know, an, an experience. It was nothing quite like it. Um, so I, I kind of want to grab that nostalgia of what's what's in the what's in the tall grass. What's you know what's around the next the next bend. Uh, that sort of nostalgic vibration of of exploration and fate, you know making friends with with cool monsters nice um what so is this a game where um you're playing as the monster trainer is this a yes game you're 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 where... you're playing as a trainer and okay. and as the monster yeah oh okay it's both the, yeah the monsters kind of um inf- inform your abilities um, gotcha gotcha we have a um a, man, a mechanic called nature's um that sort of allow allow GMs and and players to build up a personality for for their team, mm-hmm. um, and depending on uh, how you roll, which you know, Power by Apocalypse is all about sort of a, a staggered. Um, no, no we, we, you don't get too much into into mechanics, but uh, Power by Apocalypse has kind of a, a staggered, you know, from one to six, seven to nine, ten, ten plus right. sort of right. sort of deal. Um, so on a, on one to six, when you roll a miss, instead of some sort of mechanical, you know, a minus to your roll or market condition that there, there are some, that is some of that stuff, but we have what's called a complication system mm-hmm. where, um, probably, probably should have this, have this pulled up. Um, if I were a professional, I would have this pulled up. Um, if you were, if you wrote it, you might be cavalier enough to think you just know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Unfortunately, um, I've 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 been doing this for too long to know that that's not the case. Uh, um, easy enough to pull up. Uh, so, uh, natures are are things like easygoing, spicy. Those at least I remember off the top of my head. Um, but for uh, cheerful, for instance, uh, one of the nature complications that you, that you can do um, is be overly gen- generous. So maybe your your Pokemon or what we call Genmon in the game, because we don't want to be sued, um, will take a potion out of your your pocket and give it away. Gotcha. The GM can can sort of mess with you like that, or um, like like easygoing um, won't budge when it's time to move. So you have you'll have to try to convince your 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 monster companion through other means to, to get them motivated. Um, so that, you know, really trying to encap, you know, really trying to, to grab onto what we think makes Powered by the Apocalypse interesting. And that's the, the narrative forward nature of, of the game. So there are things like that throughout the game. Uh, the, the, the complication system, it kind of enforces that. Instead of providing mechanical negatives, there are narrative prompts that make, make things more uncertain or or sort of double down on on the consequences of of a scene nice um so is it is the what is the main action of the game kind of some kind of exploration or is it about uh monster fighting um so it it it's very modular i i went into the playbook design to i wanted obviously the first playbook I wrote was the champion. So your, your Ash catch him. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to figure out how to do the gym badges. So each playbook sort of has a benchmark that they're, that they're going for. 
and it's you know eight benchmarks, eight gym badges, you know, very much like the the, the video game. Um, but depending on which playbook you're playing, will sort of depend on how much actual actual combat is is in the game. Um, so if you have a doctor, for example, you're probably not going to have as much combat with with that character as you would with the champion who. You know their their whole their whole playbook is about fighting gyms and and, and Pokemon and, and Genmon battles. Um, okay, so um, I'm curious, like what, how, how, like okay. So here's my problem. My kid likes mm-hmm. Pokemon, right? And yeah. uh, I, I was a kid before Pokemon, and so um, I know that you know you have monster fights, and I know watching the cartoon that there's like this adventure curiosity explore the world element and i guess i'm just mm-hmm. trying to understand kind of um what are, what what are the choices for a monster's tale i mean it sounds really uh evocative um i i i come from kind of uh a, a game you know i used to play champions as a kid and it's a game system that says it could do everything and it a lot of people would say it only does a few things great. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm asking, what does a monster's tail do great? I think monster's tail does great on the exploration. Uh, it definitely is where most of the basic moves are at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a fairly robust mechanic for for travel, um, called just the the travel mechanic. Um, right. And it sort of works on a clock system, like a lot of a lot of things in masks. Um, so depending on how difficult the the trainer or however you know however the the, the GM sort of wants to, to make the danger, <clears throat> they can create a, a, a larger or smaller clock, and that sort of tracks when you're able to progress to you know a town or a city or or something like that. Gotcha. Um, and there there are there are things built into that mechanic. Um, again, through through the complication system, um, where you might um, wander into a more wild area with with more danger, dangerous you know monsters or um, you know a, a team a, a villain you know like Team Rocket might pop team out Rocket, and right. yeah cause cause some some problems or um, yeah really really you know uh, some 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 complications are chosen by the by the gm uh we've we've sort of replaced hard moves and soft moves i i think that that's confusing especially to first time gms to power by the mm-hmm. apocalypse because you have you have moves but they don't roll but then there are moves that you do roll mm-hmm. so we've we've just changed the the dialogue um and now complications are just things that you add to a scenario to create more uncertainty and consequences are the immediate you know, immediate toll of, of, of your, of your choices. Gotcha. Um, so like marking, a, marking a condition could be, and, and anything could be a complication or could be a compl- uh, a consequence, you know, it just, it's just depending on how you, how you frame it. Right. Um, it's, it's got that fiction first kind of, yeah. We're, we're going to make this a narrative constraint for you. I am. Right. Sense. Like, so like marking, marking a condition, which we, we do have conditions in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you you could say if you do X, then you will get a complication. That's a a, con, a, a condition. That's obviously a complication. Or you will now mark a, a condition. That's obviously a consequence. So it's all about the about the framing. But yeah, I, I to to your initial question. Sorry. Um, 
I, I there's definitely a focus on exploration and <laughs> and discovering new things and meeting new people. Um, but gotcha. there is, you know, it is still aping Pokemon and, and Digimon and, and all those sorts of games. So com- combat is is involved. Um, mm-hmm. We took a page out of Hearts of Wulin. I don't know if you've if you've seen. I, I've uh, I've seen a couple of APs of that. Uh, really, yeah, really, really impressive system um, for with with how they do combat. So we've sort of, uh, well, uh, shamelessly, uh, what what's what's the word? To, if you make it ten percent, you you you, you, you borrowed it. You borrowed. Yeah, we borrowed it. Um, so uh, we went through a couple iterations of how how dueling and combat works. If you're just fighting a regular Genmon, there's a, there's an engage move. Um, uh, but if you're fighting a, a trainer, it's all about positioning. You know, do, do they have gotcha. the upper hand? Do they have a larger team? Do they have stronger Pokemon? If they do, then you know they're a rank above you. Roll, roll the move and and choose a choice on that rank. If you're equal to them in in, in kind of positioning, if you have kind of an equal team, or you know you've you've whittled their, them down with the basic moves, then you know you're on even standing roll with that. Um, and if if you know they're a just a regular little team rocket grunt that you know has one one eradicate then you're you have higher standing just and you you roll you 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 know you take options on that move gotcha. it's all it's all one move it's just it's it again it's it's very much that kind of fiction forward mm-hmm. who has the upper hand here so mm-hmm. i i like i like uh that that idea of you know i feel like where pbta kind of fails for me sometime is that it doesn't necessarily engage with that idea of scale so you know um i I heard somebody have a conversation uh if you say i'm gonna crack the world in half with my axe you know which is a normal axe and you roll a 10 plus do you succeed (laughs) you know what i mean right yeah (laughs) and so like you're this idea of kind of approaching things with you know somebody else being better than you or not as good as you that that sounds like a pretty interesting addition to mechanize um as a player you, you talked about a couple characters i could play as a co- player what other kind of characters i can play can i play sorry as a player what kind of characters can i play and um you know obviously do do i get super moves you know <laughs> um so there are eight playbooks um, that we have for the core book um, with two others that we uh, hope to uh, obviously uh, add to the game through uh, stretch goals. Right. Um, there's the captain who is sort of your Brock um, or your Misty. Um, they, they, the, the whole, the whole point of the playbooks is it's not who you are. It's who you want to become. Right. The, Pokemon is about the journey, so um, that's why we call them journeys. So that it's not that you are the champion; it's you're striving to become the champion. You're not the captain; you're striving to become the captain. That's gotcha. that's where you want to end up. Um, so right, you have your captain, you have your champion, uh, you have your Pokemon professor, um, you have a mystic who sort of deals with the, the natural side of the world and, and kind of has some telekinetic powers. Uh, um, you have the idol, so you're, you know, you're a, a singer or dancer that, that, you know, coordinates with your, with your Genmon. Um, you, we have a, a playbook called the transfer. 
so you're not from this this region. They're sort of the mm-hmm. fish out of water region, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which I I have, I always like having that in a game, um, because that's just a license for for the GM to exposit to you, uh, and not make it awkward or or weird because obviously right right you're you're playing to the fiction that they don't know. Um, uh, you have a doctor uh, playbook, so you know healing healing your friends and healing your healing healing your your uh, your genmon and, and other people's genmon. Um, was that all? Was that all eight of them? Am I missing one? Um, I always I always end up missing one. Um, uh, now that gives me a nice variety of like kind of choices I have to start as a mm-hmm. player. Um, but you know, can can Charmander breathe fire? Can uh you know the the yes so the the way that um sort of the supernatural stuff works right um <clears throat> is every every genmon has one or two one one or two types um mm-hmm. and they can obviously shoot fire you know if they're a fire type uh which you know we don't call it that but right. um if they if they have you know if they're a fire type they can shoot fire if they if they're a water type they can spit water um that's kind of why how what I said at the at the top of this that your 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 genmon are sort of your abilities. Um, when you roll a basic move, chances are you're 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 engaging with your with your genmon in some way. So we have a we have a basic move called uh, tame surroundings, mm-hmm. and one of one of the choices that you can do. Um, our our basic moves are a little bit different than I think you you might be familiar with. Um, instead of rolling with just one label or stat, uh, each move actually has several stats that you can roll with depending on how you're using the basic move. Hmm. So, for, for example, um, and I'm, I'm scrolling down because obviously I, I can't roll, rattle this off the top of my head, but I am now prepared with, 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 the, with the content open, um, which if, you, if people are interested in, in the content, we actually have an open beta um, on our, our storefront that they can download um, that has most of the most of the rules um and some so great for, for art around, i'm sorry and some great art yes some awesome art uh that's not actually done by sam hannis uh the genmon design stuff is from his girlfriend actually hmm. uh, her name is kelly i don't have any um socials for for her uh but yeah we have we have two different artists for this project one is one is doing just the genmon and, and then sam is doing all the the graphic design um uh, but yeah for for tame surroundings um, it says when you use your genmon to shape the scene, roll plus confidence, which is one of the labels uh, when suppressing a genmon's type. So kind of like trying to counter, um, you know, a fire a fire type countering a grass type, basically. Um, right. Expertise when you're using your genmon to alter the terrain. So if you're using your Pokemon to create a ladder of of stones, or you know, a, a creating vines that you can swing on, mm-hmm. you, you you can you know you can use the base move for that. And then plus wonder when you tap into the powers of your gen monitor produce a supernatural effect. So there's your, you know, breathing fire or, um, you know, some gen mon can cause the rain to happen or, or things like that. So that, that move is very much the, this is the move that you're using your, 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 your critter to affect the world with its, with its superpowers, basically. Interesting. Pretty cool. Um, um like it, it sounds um, like you're scratching all of the itches that I think about when uh, I think about a uh, Pokemon Digimon game. Certainly, certainly tried. Yeah. 
I've, um, I've been a, a fan since, you know, like I said, a little, little boy playing, playing red. I've just been going through Scarlet and Violet, you know, uh, another run through, through the latest game. So mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I still play, still play Pokemon. I, I have to confess, I am uh, not as fluent in the uh, video game content as I am in the, uh, the cartoons. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, see, I, I, I haven't watched the cartoon since Sat, you know, Saturday morning cartoons as, as a, as a young kid. Right. Um, so I, I'm, I'm less familiar with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that zone where uh, my kid is of an age where he wants to watch it all the time, again and again, and. He wants to uh, teach me about his encyclopedic knowledge of types of course, yes. and creatures. Yes. And uh, so I, I I, have to say, we, we started off this conversation with a general bias of me against your game, but you're making it sound kind of fun. <laughs> hey, I'm, that, that's what I'm here for, right? Um, do you have any uh, APs or... Uh, uh, we, we, we don't, unfortunately. Um, I've, I've obviously run play testing for about two years now. Um, but yeah, I, uh, haven't recorded anything. Um, <clears throat> we made a, I, I, I guess a, a sister game, uh, that we have an eight, uh, an episode for on our, on our, uh, Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. Um, we created a game for, uh, zine month. Um, and it was always the plan to make this, but it, it kind of got bumped up. It's called Blasting Off Again, and the game that that, that game um, uses the same same critters and uses the same typings that we have in the book. Right. Uh, but instead of playing trainers, you play Team Rocket Grunts. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and and the whole point of the game is figure out how you fail in in spectacular manners. Um, hence the name Blasting Off Again. You know the catchphrase. Um, and if and if you see on the on the, the storefront, the cover is is hilarious. The whole mm-hmm. the whole book is designed as as um, sort of like Soviet era propaganda pamphlets. Right. It's like leaning into playing the heel. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's exactly what it is. Um, <clears throat> and, and I'm really sad. We did a playtest session um, that we didn't that we didn't record. Um, and I, it's it's maybe the one thing that I wish we did record. Um, we had a player who was playing sort of like the, the, the boss of the, the screw ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another player was sort of playing the, you know, the, the right hand guy of her. Um, and of course the boss is, you know, incompetent. She doesn't know what she's doing. And of course the right hand is, is actually the, the brains of the operation. Um, and there was no coordination between them. There was no discussion. The game is very much just come sit down open the open the book make a character and, and and play a one shot it's it's not really designed for long term you know long term play it's very episodic mm-hmm. um to you know ape that saturday morning cartoon feel uh which i feel we really did a good job with um so the character who was you know the the smart guy would say okay here's what we're going to do this is the plan and everybody else there was two other players and and obviously the boss lady and they would just be like, oh, no, 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 no. That's that's stupid. That's dumb. Why would we listen to you? And then the boss lady would repeat it. And it was impressive, almost verbatim every single time. And, of course, everyone, including the right-hand man, would be like, you're brilliant. That's why you're the boss. Everybody knew and the it assignment. Was just, <laughs> it, was, it was maybe doesn't translate as, as well uh, just describing it. But, I mean, in the moment, it was... 
it was hilarious. And yeah, they definitely knew the assignment. They definitely knew the the, the genre that they were that mm-hmm. they were playing in. And uh, as a as a as an author and a, and a creator, uh, it's really gratifying when um, it just it all clicks. And it, and you know, there's no there's no miscommunication. Everyone kind of knows what the what the score is. Yeah, and I'm really sad we didn't get that that one recorded because. It was it was flawless. Um, one one play test of that game actually made someone laugh so hard they peed their pants. Oh, oh. So and then you know that was um, unintended, but uh, there's your endorsement for the game. So exactly. funny to make you pee. Exactly. Uh, dress accordingly. <laughs> yeah, uh, rubber, rubber, rubber underwear, everybody. Um, Monster, Monster's Tales maybe not that funny. Um, but certainly a, a deeper game. Um, I, I ran a year and a half long uh, play test with it um, with, with a lot of the same people actually. Um, and it was, it was really, it was a really fun time. Um, and if, if I, if I could run the game just as an AP, I'd, I'd probably do, you know, move heaven and earth to, to get those people. Unfortunately, one person lives in the UK and another person lives in, in Canada. So uh, the, the time zones are, are not ever going to work out again where we would be able to all play together for a while, for a long-term AP. But um, uh, yeah, really, really good, really good group of, of play testers uh, that helped help this game um, sort of come together, which I don't, I haven't heard a lot of uh, creators talk about their play test group. Um, but listen, play testing is critical to it's 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 vital. It's it's underappreciated mm-hmm. um, and and under discussed. I I feel um, every everything that we do goes through extensive extensive play testing, and um, I'm I'm thankful that I have a have a really good good group of people that will sit through hours and hours of me looking over my stuff and going, wow, this really needs really needs to be better um right. and and sort of giving pointers and yeah really really got lucky on that front yeah i um, think the the mat the magic happens when uh you hand all the material over to somebody and you leave the room <laughs> and you yeah can't, and you can't I, tell folks you're doing it wrong <laughs> yeah i'm i'm really i'm really excited to see um thomas who is my design edit uh my design editor um which i think that's not a term that he he prefers but um, it's early for me and, and I forget what, what he usually, uh, asks us to be called. So sorry, Thomas. Um, he is going to be playing, um, he's going to be GMing a monster's tale and blasting off again at, uh, PAX Unplugged. Um, oh. so uh, depending on when this episode goes out, I'm not, I'm not trying to date this. Uh, it could be before, or he could have already done it. Um, so we'll see how, how that all goes. Or maybe I already know. You never know. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I will now at this point work and endeavor to get this out before PAX Unplugged. Oh, you're, um, you're, you're great. Thank you. If uh, people want to uh, be part of your community, are there discords or do they get we, to you? We do have a discord. Um, we don't really have a mod team. Uh, it's, it's been a pretty informal affair, um, but we have been talking about opening it up during the Kickstarter, obviously, mm-hmm. so that people can play. Um, we do we do run some games there. Um, it's been a little quiet with with the holidays coming up, um, 
but um, I've been talking to some people to maybe come on and, and, and be a mod team. Um, and uh, once, once we do that, it'll, it'll be open to the public. Gotcha. And you mentioned that this would be crowdfunding soon? Uh, yes, hopefully. Uh, again, I don't want to uh, uh, date the episode. Um, but yeah, ho hopefully soon um, or on ongoing, depending on when you get this out. There we go. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. I appreciate you coming on and telling us about A Monster's Tale. I also have to say um, it's a very evocative name. Um, oh, thank you. And, uh, you know, just, you know, I love how tale could be tale or tale. And it could be mm -hmm. A Monster's Actual Tale or stories. And so uh, kudos on a good thank game you. name. Thank you. You're, you're uh the first person to say that I've had a couple people on Reddit be like, this game's name is stupid, but the game looks really good. So don't listen know, to Reddit. Don't. Well, <laughs> that's a, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can, very, you can, you can just run a podcast call. Don't listen to Reddit. Um, maybe, maybe I'll make that podcast. That podcast probably needs to exist. Um, it doesn't call Reddit. Uh, thank you so much, Kyle. Uh, I thank you will, for having uh, me. Uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing about uh, your game and seeing some APs and maybe even playing. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy. Or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.